Welcome to Hive Mind. I am Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. Hi. How are you? I'm just so excited to be here. Long time no see. Long time no see. So last week or two weeks ago, we were like, yeah, we'll do Octopus Teacher next week. And then guess what? I moved. Oh, that's right. We were supposed to do yeah. that. And then it was like, I don't, I don't have time to do anything except unpack boxes. Oh, honey. Did you watch Octopus Teacher? No, I did not. You should watch it. It's I know. So I started lovely. it today, okay. but I was like doing stuff and it's subtitles. So I was like, oh, this isn't gonna, I can't. Octopus Teacher has subtitles? There are parts of it that have subtitles. Oh, I didn't remember yeah. that. Because I think he has like a pretty heavy accent. Ish. And yeah. at times you need sub. Anyway. It's uh, it's so, lo- but if, if anybody's just looking for like a calming thing to watch, is it on, it's on Netflix, right? I think it's Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. Go watch it. It's one of the documentaries that's nominated for Best Documentary at the Oscars. And I, I plan to watch it. Yeah. The point is, we didn't get through all the documentaries. We, did. yeah. we didn't even get to My Octopus Teacher, and I'm very sorry. We just ran out of time, honestly. <laughs> um, but the Academy Awards are this Sunday. Yeah. Um, Benjamin Wood has his predictions up tomorrow uh, on HiveMind com. Mm. don't forget to make your predictions that will the form for that will go out in friday's newsletter so again make sure you're subscribed to the email hivemind.substack.com and we are going to make our oscars predictions not the awards but first we need to talk about what we've been watching so eli what have you been watching what have i been watching this weekend okay like this is an old thing I watched Life of Brian, Monty Python's Life okay, of Brian. Okay, I've never seen it. I had never seen it either, and I've always, like, I've been aware of it for a yeah. long time. It's like a, a Monty Python take on, like... Religion, right? Re- the Life of Christ. Yeah. And it was, like, on Netflix, and I was like, I'm finally going to just, like, dive in here. And it's so funny. Okay. I mean, if you're a Monty Python and the Holy Grail person, like, it's the same humor. Yeah. It's, like, all the same people. A lot of like similar characters, frankly. Yeah. The opening is like the manger scene, and Mary is played by a guy who's like got a high voice, you know, and it's very Monty Python esque. And the three wise men show up with their like gold frankincense, frankincense and myrrh, and Mary is so confused about their gifts. And like that's the whole <laughs> opening scene is like, but why did you bring myrrh? Like, what is that even? And they're like, well, it's a thing. And she's like, well, I don't get it. Like, and and they they like describe themselves as astronomers, and she's like, well, what's his astrological sign and they're like oh he's a Capricorn and she's like oh what are they known for and it's like this whole back and forth that is so funny and her telling them like if you come back maybe don't bring myrrh next time but like you can bring more gold and like and that's the whole tone of the entire movie I really enjoyed it Okay, I like that humor and so I don't know like it it was fun like if you're a if you're a holy grail person then like go back and watch this I'd say okay yeah fun um, so I watched School of Rock this <gasps> no, week. No, that's what I was going to talk about. Really? Did you watch it too? Yeah. Because Jack Black is like a big thing on Twitter this week all of a sudden. Is he? Is that why you watched it? No, my mom, we were in St. George as a family and she was like, let's watch School of Rock. Oh, that's so, okay. So a few days ago, somebody on Twitter shared a clip from School of Rock of Jack Black talking to a student mm-hmm. and like... She, it's it's a like a, a student who is heavy mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to get on stage and sing and Jack Black is like 
you sh- that shouldn't stop you from doing what you want to do. And like, you know, and he has like this really nice conversation with her. And somebody posted it on Twitter a couple of days ago and, and was like, oh, this movie was actually really like a really positive thing for kids. Yeah. Because it showed an educator like talking to kids like wherever they were and like not um, talking down to them and like promoting like, you know, whatever, like diversity in mm-hmm. whatever form it comes. And so people this week have been like talking about like, oh, this movie is great, and Jack Black is like underappreciated, which I have thought for a long time. I mm-hmm. love Jack Black. Yeah, I think he is so great. And so I watched School of Rock, and that movie holds up. It's really funny. It's so I was like, I couldn't believe how much I was laughing out loud. Yeah, and I hadn't seen it. Can in I so- can I say star performance? Joan Cusack amazing put her in everything every face she makes in that movie is so funny yeah um and it's it's especially funny for me to watch now because the guy who plays his roommate in it uh you know ned schneebly ned schneebly (laughs) um he also wrote the movie yeah and he's uh he was in survivor oh he was a few years ago he was one of the survivor contestants and he like it was kind of a big, like, he he did pretty well in Survivor. And so it was, like, kind of weird to go back and watch, like, a younger version of himself. Yeah. I didn't love him in Survivor. He was kind of a jerk. But really? But he's funny and he's very sassy. But, like, the further he got and the more hungry he got, the more mean he got. I mean, that would be the exact same story if I was on Survivor. I skip lunch and I'm, like, murderous. No, I, I get it. Yeah. But I, School of Rock is a great re- rewatch. And I would just tell everybody, if you ever liked that movie... Go back and watch it. It is. It's delightful. Do you remember being a kid and adults would talk to you and you'd think, why are you talking to me like that? Mm. Is there something wrong with me? Why are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. Like I'm two. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that perspective that it makes kids feel. Yeah. He's his character in the movie. He like he shows up. He's not an educator and he yeah. shows up and he just talks to all of these kids like, oh, you guys are talented. Let's form a band. And he talks to them like as if they're you know, people that he would form a band with yeah. in, in his adult life. And uh, it's refreshing and it's cute. And the stakes are low. Yeah, the stakes are super low. It's and, pretty great. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to talk about. Uh, so, uh, also, I do the, a whole podcast about it. If you've been listening to every episode of Hive Mind, which, wow, thank you. But if <laughs> not, um, Top Chef is back on. Yeah. It's such a great show. And it's hard to understand how great it is until you start watching. It is perfect. It is my happy place. And Irene and I are talking about every episode. They're not so much recaps as like appreciation discussions. Really? And so check out our episodes on Top Chef if you're into that. Or just watch Top Chef. Like just do yourself a favor and watch Top Chef. How many seasons has it been running? This is the 18th season. Do they do like two a year? They must, right? They do all-stars. I don't know if they do all-stars every year, okay. but they also do like masters and celebrity chefs. So, okay. you know, it's like the main season and then the whatever season. Gotcha. So, but it's great. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So we... Wait, I have one more thing oh, yeah, I have to reference. On. Pictures surface, surface this week of Nicole Kidman playing Lucille Ball. Did you see them? I didn't. Meg, it's... As bad as we expected. No. It looks like Nicole Kidman in a red wig. She can't do comedy. I'm Remember so, Bewitched? I'm so mad. Is it is it a drama? I don't know. 
But like whatever it is, I'm mad about it. Like if it's just like look at the tragic life of Lucille Ball, that's such an injustice to Lucille Ball. I that's not the movie I want. No. I want that's Lucille Ball. That's not the movie Lucille biz- Ball wants. I want businesswoman Lucille Ball. Yes. I want to I want to see a woman create an empire Ugh. in a time where women were not respected. That's what I want to see. Nicole Kidman cannot do that. That's movie. not her energy. That's not, even not her. Close. She's not her helpless. Energy. Not her energy. So I'm very mad about this. It looks so cheesy. She's like in this wig, and it's clearly Who's N- Nicole it? Kidman. Does I don't know. It was someone weird. I don't know, but it's clearly Nicole Kidman. She's like 190 feet tall, and yeah. she's in a red wig, and she's like oh, Nicole Kidman, like, and she's all you know, beautiful and whatever else, and in a way that was not Lucille Ball no. beautiful. No, and she's like out on a New York street, and people on Twitter were like, "Oh, cool, Nicole Kidman," and I was just like, "No." no. This Get is Kristen not Wiig right. on the line. Get Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig could do this. Have Kristen Wiig come knock her out, take the wig, and run away with it. So what I'm saying is, Hollywood producers, if you are listening to this, start making another movie already right now, and let's just like overshadow like this thing. That's Jenna Maroney's version of the Janis Joplin movie. <laughs> yes. Jackie Jorp Jump. If you have to change the name, that's fine. <laughs> we'll know what you're talking about. That's fine. <laughs> Lassie Blear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine with it. As long as it's Kristen Wiig. We'll get it. (laughs) Um, Remember when they're talking about it? (laughs) It says, here's Jenna Maroney on a windy day. (laughs) (laughs) Her hair's everywhere. Oh my gosh, we need to do a 30 Rock rewatch. It's been a while. I do it once a year. I do it again. I know. All right, so we are here. We've already made like our what we think is going to win predictions. Like every week we've made those leading up to this. We don't need to hear them again. Go back and listen to those. Read Benjamin's piece. Um, What we are going to do is make predictions beyond the awards Mm -hmm. for Sunday's ceremony. Look, I love award shows. Yeah. I love them for the mess. Yeah. They're always a mess. They are so self-important. Yep. And so stupid. Yep. And so fun to watch. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like this year's either going to be a complete train wreck, a self-righteous, Crusade. insufferable slog, yeah. or just like a delightful mess. Yeah. Do you so from your childhood? Who were like the big hosts? From Billy your Crystal, always. Billy I remember Crystal. Whoopi Goldberg. Of course, Whoopi was my number two. I was. I mean, say. I feel like Billy Crystal did it a hundred times year because he was so good at it. Yeah, and then he like disappeared for a while, and then they were like, "Let's bring back Billy Crystal." I mean, didn't they do work. like blackface once? Probably. Mm-hmm. I I'm sure it's terrible. Uh, Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, Robin Williams. I do not remember Robin Williams. I remember, so I remember, I'm pretty sure he was the host, but I remember him coming out in his like, I don't even know how to describe it. His like coked out state. I I don't think he was like actually on coke, but when he gets the manic. Yeah. And I remember him running through like a hundred jokes in a minute and being, I was probably like 12. Yeah. And just being like, oh my gosh, how does a brain work like this? So when Robin Williams died, it hit me kind of especially hard like mm-hmm. more than a celebrity death yeah should hit somebody mm. and i honestly think it's because watching aladdin was my introduction to comedy oh yeah you know that's where like i heard stand up for the first time 
I think Robin Williams of any celebrity that I've ever known of is somebody that we did not appreciate as much as we should have until he died. Like yeah. he, Robin Williams died and it was like over the next two years, I was just like, oh, that's terrible that he's gone. And like, I hadn't thought enough about him in my life. And I would like now when I see him and stuff in older stuff, like interviews or whatever, when he's like that manic state, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this was an insanely talented person. Yeah. And Who I, was really shy too. Oh, and and a sweetheart as yeah. far as I can tell. And like, it's just, it's so bizarre that he's gone. Yeah. So back to the hosts. Worst hosts. <sighs> Remember the Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway and James Franco was a disaster. It was not Anne Hathaway's fault. I stand by this. James no. Franco was terrible. They Anne were Hathaway, both bad. <laughs> Anne Hathaway was doing the best she could. Yes. James Franco gave her nothing to work Why with. Why did they put those two together? They were trying to go for like a young audience. But. It was so uncomfortable. That's like two aliens picking two young people to so host uncomfortable. it. Like those two have, have they ever been in the same room together? Think, They're in completely different kinds of movies. James Franco is not a, a charismatic person no. on any level. Well, if, his whole vibe is like I smoke pot. Yeah, if they had teamed her up with a gay man, with a charismatic gay man, Nathan Lane, that would have been amazing. Like she could have played off that. Like it would have been fine. But she was like doing. She was doing this high energy thing, and he was just like, yeah, whatever. And it was so uncomfortable to I know, watch. I know nothing Don't, worse than an unaffected white man. We never need to see James Franco again. I mean, he's been he's been canceled. I know he has, been, but he was already canceled when he did um, the Disaster Artist. He was. I thought he, he was, was canceled ca- after. He that. was canceled in the middle of that, uh, and we don't need to see him again after no, that. And I'm like. Fine. I will say he was very good in that, yeah, but we fine. don't need to see him again. I, that, that movie's kind of soured for me. Because of James Franco? Well, and I just think it's kind of mean-spirited. You do? The more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't know that that guy is... In on the joke. Well, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's a well-made movie. Yes. But I, I understand what you're saying. It, there's like a little bit of discomfort with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this year, I mean, for the third year in a row, no host. Great. It's been fine. I think it's fine. I think if, that if a host makes Rob, it longer. If Whoopi's not willing to be there. I know. And Robin Williams is dead. Like, and let's Billy just Crystal not have a host. Billy Crystal is tired. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Crystal's probably just like spending his money, you yeah, know? Yeah, sure. Living his best life. Um, No Zoom. Right. It, militantly no Zoom. Yeah. Not only no Zoom, but like, if you can't be there, sorry, Zoom's not an We're option. not going to let you in. Yeah. Uh, there's a statement that Steven Soderbergh gave because Steven Soderbergh is producing this. Okay. Which is weird. Interesting and gives me hope. Who usually produces it? <sighs> what has Steven Soderbergh done recently? The last thing he did was the one with the ship, um, you mm-hmm. know, with Meryl Streep. The Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that? Let them all talk. Was that this year? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't nominated for anything, though. No. Oh, poor Meryl. That, that, it wasn't very good. I liked it. I know you did. I don't like that. I liked the three women in it a lot. Did you like the one with Channing Tatum? Which one? And Adam Driver. The one about the race car driver that they rob. They rob a NASCAR track. This is a made-up movie. No, it's it's a it Lucky Seven. Lucky. No, I've never heard lucky, of it. Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> Is Meryl in it? No, but... No, I've never heard of it. <laughs> James Bond, Daniel Craig is in it. 
Oh, and there's like Danny. a prison riot. It's a great movie. Why are you bringing this up? Because it's Steven Soderbergh. Okay, <laughs> and that's the one before this. Okay, Lucky. Lucky some number. Son of a gun. Okay, so Lucky Steven. Steven Soderbergh is producing the Oscars. Yeah, which means that hopefully it will Logan be Logan Lucky. It will have okay. It will have a lot of Channing Tatum and Meryl Streep in it, is what you're saying. And Brad Pitt and George Clooney and the entire Ocean's crew. Okay. Um, he's being very vague about this. It sounds like it's going to be cinematic, if you will. Sure. Here's what he said. Uh, what did he say about masks? He was like, masks are going to be an essential part of this. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah. It's this week, point. the producer said the show will also highlight the impact of COVID-19 and that masks will play a very important role in the story of the ceremony, <laughs> though it is not yet clear what that means from a practical perspective. If that's cryptic, it's meant to be, said Soderbergh. Oh, that means he doesn't have a plan. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? I trust Soderbergh, but like, what? Is everybody going to have a mask? Does with a anybody want to talk about COVID right now? No. I don't. I would love to have an Oscars ceremony that does not even reference COVID. I don't want to reference anything. No. I just want to watch hot people get awards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, give them awards for being hot. I don't care. Find Prefer- all the hot people in the world. Get them on stage. Glenn Close. Glenn, Glenn Close. If Glenn Close gets an award out of this, I'm going to throw my TV through a window no way. nag. No way. I It'll be the highlight TV. of the night. If I Glenn know Close. this is the one thing you're hoping for the most. I know that. <laughs> I, I know that about you. I will throw my no, TV but, through a window. Not because I think it's deserved I know. for Hillbilly Elegy, but because I love <laughs> a disaster. So funny. I love a disaster. It's so funny. Ugh. Did you know today I pulled up Hillbilly Elegy online and the reviews, I read the reviews, like the key, the key reviews. And boy, there isn't a good one among them. Really? Literally, it's, it's so it has like 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's too high. Too high. And review after review is like, ah, the worst movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm so glad to hear this. I, okay. Usually when I hear a movie's bad, I'm like, this is fine. You know, like I watch it and I'm like, I know I'm supposed to think this is bad, but like, this is kind of fine. Hillbilly Elegy exceeded my expectations in how terrible it's, it is. I you, So I watched it on Thanksgiving. Skylar and I watched it. We had not heard anything about it. And so we went in. We're like, oh, Amy Adams and Glenn Close. It's probably going to be good. By the end of this movie, both of us were like rage watching. <laughs> yeah. We were so angry. And we're like, if anyone likes this movie, we have to cut them out of our lives. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a good barometer. Like, for if you just need to get rid of people, mm. like if it's like if they drive a Dodge Ram, like, <laughs> you know, sorry, it's not going to work. Right. Not even like romantically, just right. like as a, two humans connecting. <laughs> if you appreciate what happened in Hillbilly Elegy, We've like we're not going to connect We've with got one nothing. another. Yeah. All right. So how, how are they going to make this work? What do you think? Is it a normal ceremony? Like, so the Emmys had, and the Grammys, or excuse me, the Grammys had people at like tables spread out in a very small room. I didn't watch the Grammys, but okay, yeah. I believe So you. that's what they did. It was like a pretty small crowd. I think it was just like they just got whoever was nominated. They put them at small tables. They didn't let them bring a lot of people. Were they eating? Um, I'm not sure. They might have been. Okay. But they were wearing masks, and it was very spread out. It felt like a small ceremony. Okay. So is the Oscars going to be that? 
I mean, one of the things they say that is weird is like we will be broadcasting from multiple locations. Oh. But also you have to be there. You can't zoom in. And we're doing all of these safety things to make sure that like we're doing rapid tests. Uh-huh. So um, I assume there's not like a big audience like they usually have. But it seems like there are going to be humans together in a room. So I wonder if, they, if they're if they going to have everybody who's nominated in a particular category at a location together. All right. Um, fashion, what are, you, what are you predicting? What do you think? What are we going to see on the uh, the nominees and the presenters and so the e-Hollywood? We're either going to go very COVID casual. Okay. Or one of the things they actually like made a rule, like the Jason Sudeikis rule, like up. you have to go formal. Okay. That's interesting. Cause I was going to say, it's either going to be COVID casual or people are going to be like, so wanting to dress up that How it's going to be over the don't top. Don't you want to? I would love to, f- I, I think I would like to know what it feels like to wear a tie again. Yeah. I'm not sure I even know how to tie a tie anymore. I have a wedding on May 9th and I'm like just longingly looking at the dress. Like, can't wait to put that on. Really? Yes. The A, a couple of days ago, I put on shoes that I tied, like dress shoes that I tied. Uh-huh. And I was like, it, it felt so, I felt so fancy. Yeah. Like it was just dress, like not even nice ones. Did you like catch yourself in the mirror? It was like, hey, good looking. Yeah, because I, I normally, I wear like tennis shoes every day. Yeah. Even if I go to court, I'm usually barefoot because yeah. I'm like on, you know, Zoom. Yeah. But like, I was like, I, I, I'm going to go to the office today. And I was like, and I'm going to put on some decent shoes. And I tied them and I was like, Boy, I feel fancy. Like I felt like a I was a banker in nineteen fifty. Isn't 1950. it amazing how like yeah. what you wear affects your overall well being? It's like, honey in in law school. I used to dress up for finals, uh-huh. dress for success. Yeah, and people, my classmates would make fun of me, but I was like, I feel like I perform better if I'm dressed like up yeah. for stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do for sure. So I would if I went to the Oscars, you better believe I put on that tux. What kind of tux? Would you go like a velvet or would you go mm, like no. a traditional, traditional, very black, traditional, very cute, okay. very slimming, mm. whatever is slimming mm. is what I would mm. do. Okay, so it's spring, okay. right? This is later in the year than we usually do the Oscars. That's right. So I think we're going to see a lot of floral. Okay. I think we're going to see a lot of statement sleeves. Mm. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of fun fashion. Okay. I think that designers are going to be like, you know what? Screw it. We're we, just going big. We haven't been seen in a while. This year might be a wash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who even cares anymore? Yeah. Did you read that New York Times piece? On uh, languishing, how uh-uh. everyone's languishing right now. No. Like, we're all dead inside and uh-huh. we just don't care about anything. Okay. I feel like that's the time to be like, you know what? Where, Try anything. What, yeah. Put on this weird thing. No, literally nobody cares. I mean, do you feel like in the last... I, I feel like when I go out into the outside, I care so much less about how I look than I did two years ago. Yeah. So much less. Yeah. And just like, oh, yeah. and part of that might be because half my face is covered with bangs. Well, now, now you can. <laughs> when I wear a mask, you can see like yeah. <laughs> an eighth of my face. It's just your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is how I like it. Yeah, but you know, like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Well, what kind of mask are we going to see? Do you think we're going to have political statements? Ooh, you think? I think so? we're going to see a lot of political political statements. 
Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah. Put put something on your mask. Like, that's how you communicate your statement at this point, right? Yeah. Like, those people who have the mask that say this doesn't work. So, Taylor Swift at the Grammys had a mask that matched her dress perfectly. Yeah, that's what I would do. You're probably going to see a lot of that, too. Yeah. 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 A designer mask to match your design. Which, like, I think masks look cool. I actually like them. Yeah. I don't... I mean, there are times when I'm wearing them that I'm like... Which I didn't have a mask on right yeah. now. Yeah. But they don't look that bad. I think they look good. I yeah. think people look better with masks on. Yeah. I mean, not me, because I've got a beautiful smile. You do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um. Any other fashion predictions from you? Yeah. Okay, what are we going to cringe about? <sighs> okay, so we're just coming off of the trial. And boy, have there been some takes. And there have been some takes. And I'm not even talking like the racist in bad faith takes. Yeah. But like well-intentioned people. This is about me takes. Who just don't know how to not make it about themselves. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, obviously, hot take. What happened at the trial, I'm very happy with the outcome. And I would have been horrified if we saw any other outcome. I think we're going to hear about it. And I think we're going to hear about not not even specifically the trial, but like this is a hot topic right now and we're about to go into an award ceremony. So I think we're going to hear a lot of political speeches about race in America. Yeah. And I agree with you that we're going to hear some white people making it about themselves. Mm-hmm. So put here's that on I, your bingo card. Here's who I want to hear from. Uh-huh. Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. Um, Chadwick. Bozeman, Bozeman's wife. Wife, right. Because she she's supposed to be there to accept the award. I assume. Okay. Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. I think that black people, that's who I want to hear from on this. Yeah. I just don't know that I want to hear Vanessa Kirby. Okay. You know, <laughs> tell me about this trial. I just think, you know, like, yeah. there sometimes it's best to just listen Mm-hmm. To the people who deserve the space. Mm-hmm. Not sure that's what we're going to get. Yeah. Um, what else are we going to cringe out? What do we got on our list? Presenters announcing presenters. Yes. Okay. So last year, <laughs> this is you, you, Nick, and I talked about this on Hive Mind. So when they got rid of hosts, it became a thing where they would have, you know, just other people come out. And announce presenters. So it'd be like, up next, Academy Award winning Tom Hanks from such films as blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then Tom Hanks would walk out and be like, tonight I'm about to announce the category of such and such. And it's like, why do we need- Why did Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> have to introduce you to introduce the category? It's so stupid. And it was always like a less famous person introducing a more famous person. To introduce the category. Yeah. We don't need that. We really don't. It's a long ceremony. And we know who Tom Hanks is. We <laughs> And I honestly, I will be okay if the like overhead announcer, because you know, there's always like a woman voice who's like, yeah. Tom Hanks, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm okay if that is being said as he's walking out. Sure. I don't need Catherine Zeta Jones coming out onto the no, stage. As delightful as she is. And she gets announced by the overhead announcer, and then she comes out and announces the new person. It's just like, it's so. 
I, there's something gross about it to me, where it's like Hollywood patting itself on the back over oh, and over. Oh, this whole thing is disgusting. I mean, the premise of the program is that. Yeah. But it, it it's like even worse when we It feels we're, incestuous. It feels incestuous when we're like bringing out stars to be like, let me congratulate the star who we're about to bring out to do yeah. another thing, to bring out someone else. That's why I'm, I actually really like the nominees this year, because there's not a ton of stars yeah. on that list. Yeah. You and, know? And the, and the the stars that are like the big stars are like super old people. Anthony Hopkins. They're not like the young, like hot, like Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, like in that like center of Gen the stardom. X stars. Gen yeah. X stars. It's like people who are like super old who like could be <laughs> fading out of like the public consciousness at this point for millennials, for yeah. Gen Zers. And and I'm totally fine with them getting attention because they the ones who are nominated totally deserve it. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't feel like that star studded, you know, cast of characters that are getting the attention this time. And thank goodness. It's great. I think yeah, it's, it's gonna refreshing. be really fun to watch. It's refreshing. Yeah. Um film most likely to present as overly self important if it wins. <laughs> Gonna need you to explain. Okay, so I feel like every year there's at least one film that when it wins awards presents itself as very self-important. Where it's like, yes, like we're glad that we we won this so we can bring attention ah. to such and such cause. And yes. it's like, you made a movie and you're all millionaires off of it. Like, let's calm down. You yeah. didn't save the world. And like, great for you that you told a good story. Um, and so I was wondering if you had any thoughts about like of the movies that are nominated, which one is going to lean hardest into like self-importance? I put on the list my favorite movie of the year, Nomadland. Well, of the nominated movies, my favorite movie of the year was um, Eurovision. I think Eurovision <laughs> should have been I best think picture. Palm Springs is probably and Palm Springs is probably a second for me. But anyway, Nomadland, which I really loved, but I that is a movie that I could see. If it wins a lot of awards, the producers of the film being like, this is such an important film about people in our society who are ignored too often. And it's like, that's not probably not what you guys were really doing. You were just making a movie that was a blockbuster. I can see Trial of the Chicago 7 being like, we changed America with this movie. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this movie that was on Netflix. Right. Like 80 people watched. Right. We changed America. Right. Uh, I think Nomadland is a good guess. Mank, because of the Hollywood of it. Yeah. You know? But they they don't have, like, the social justice aspect of it. Yeah, that's true. It. Like, Nomadland and Trial of the Chicago 7 are, like, we're representing a part of society. Mank is just, like, straight-up art. I mean, Judas and the Black Messiah kind of deserves to do that right yeah. now, you know? Like, if they do that, I'd be like, yeah, that's correct. Like, yeah. that, the state murdered a black man. Yeah. Like, you should talk about that right and, now. And there is a difference if the movie is actually like presenting thoughtful commentary on something that really yeah. matters in a, in a moment. There are movies from time to time that I feel like are more self-important than whoops, than they should Green be. Book. Well, Green Book was <laughs> going for something and I'm not sure exactly Speaking what it was. Speaking of, let's talk about unintentional hilarity. <laughs> Which is the, really what I just love about the Oscars is yeah. because it's so self-important and self-serious. Right. When something kind of funny happens, it's like downright hilarious. Yeah. So I think that anytime anyone says Borat subsequent movie film delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan, I'm going to lose it. 
I'm going to lose going my to mind. Say the whole thing? They have to. They have to. Put it on your bingo card. Can you imagine trying to get through that cue card or teleprompter? Give it to someone. Give it to John Travolta. It will oh take him 20 gosh. years. Adina Mazel. Adele Mazel. Um <laughs> Give it to the person with the, with the worst sense of humor. Like, I want it to, like, the most, like, boring human being <sighs> that has to come out. And like announce this thing and like say Terrence Malick. Yes, I don't get a sense that yeah, there's a lot. He, I don't think he has much of a sense of humor. Uh huh. Who was the guy in oh, Green Book? Oh, um, oh, but he does Marvel. But who is the guy who was in uh, the Abraham Lincoln? Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Make Daniel Day Lewis say the entire Borat title. I will donate to the Oscars <laughs> if that happens. I would love Wouldn't this. that be incredible? Yes, Daniel oh, Make it happen, Academy. You've got time. <laughs> what else? Glenn Close? Glenn, Glenn Close okay, wins. I put on the list, Glenn Close winning Hillbilly Elegy would be, I will, that will be the hardest I will ever laugh in the Oscars. I am positive. Would she even accept that award? Do you think she's embarrassed about this film she made? I don't know. Do you follow her on Instagram? No. It's wild. What? It's a wild ride. What is she doing? She's loony. Really? Like every day leading up to the election, she would dress as Donald Trump and like hold up different signs. It was it was so weird. And I think she thinks she's funny. Oh, no. But it's just kind of, well, it's kind of like an old person using Instagram. If Glenn Close was going to win the Oscar for one movie in her career, what would it be? Fatal Attraction, maybe? Yeah. I never saw it. Yeah. I mean, 101 Dalmatians. I, I, honestly, hot take, not a great movie, but she's fantastic she's in so it. She's so good in it. Yeah. I do not want that Emma Stone remake. And I love Emma Stone. Yeah. I'm, Why are we doing that? I, I, I'm excited to see it. Are you? I think Emma Stone's going to be a fun take on that. <sighs> Put Emma Stone in anything, and I know it's not always a hit. Have you heard the accent? No. What is it like? It's, it's like an American doing a British accent. <sighs> I mean, whatever. It's Emma Stone. It'll be charming, whatever it is. <sighs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, political issues that are going to come up. Race. Racism. I mean, I don't know about climate change. I put climate change, but I think there's so many transgender bills being passed right now. Oh. I think that's almost more likely to come up. Yeah, that's a hot topic right now for sure. But climate change is also obviously mm-hmm. urgent. What about cows, um, milk? Milk and cows. Milk and cows. I'm going to miss walking Phoenix. Walking Phoenix. Oh, my goodness. So much. What is it? Has he done anything this year? I haven't no. seen anything. No. Yeah. Did you ever watch Joker? Honey, yeah, I watched all the films that were nominated last year. Joker was the dead last on my list. I cannot believe that movie. I cannot believe people liked that movie. uh, The thing is, that movie could have been good if it was made 10 years earlier and written a little differently. But it was like 10 years too late and way toned up. How could it have been good? Like the idea of a dark Joker, you know, villain hero story or whatever you want to call it i think could have been interesting 10 years ago i think we had that with the dark knight you know it was like oh this guy's interesting this is a movie about the joker i think that's what i'm thinking of honestly i think that that and that was a good movie it was a good movie. it was really good so the idea behind it 
is not a terrible idea just in a vacuum. It's just, why did we make it in 2020? We already had a story that like yeah. compelled America on this, and it was a long time ago when it should have been made. We didn't need the Joker movie in 2020. Like, we did not need that no, to happen. I hated it. I it was hated so, it so much. upsetting and so gross. It was very upsetting. Yeah. And just very inappropriate. Yeah. Um, okay, speaking of weird speeches, we're really going to miss Joaquin. <laughs> Look, if Francis McDormand wins, we're going to get a bonkers speech yeah. that we'll adore. We'll, we'll love, she'll get up and she'll be mad. She'll be wearing Birkenstocks because that's be what like, she why wears. why am I here? To, she's <laughs> always pissed that she won something, which I love. She gets mad because she's just like, ah, not enough women are winning stuff. Yeah, and there's always there's always yeah. an agenda with her speeches, which like you have a platform music. Good Go for, for you. it. Yeah. Go for it, Francis. I just there are there are always issues that you're like, oh, that's your thing. Huh. Okay. If Frances McDormand I think Frances McDormand is a very lovely woman, actually. I think she's yeah. a really beautiful woman. She shows up to these things and not it's a like stitch of makeup. She does not try to glam up for no. these. No. And I really love it. Do you know what we should rewatch? Huh. Fargo. I've never seen it. <gasps> I And I have been wanting to watch it lately because I loved Nomadland so much. And I know you hated Three Billboards, but I really liked her in Three Billboards. And lately I've been like, well, how have I never watched Fargo? She is so good in Fargo. I need to watch it. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. Um, I think Aaron Sorkin, if he wins something, we're going to get a bonkers speech because mm-hmm. he gives bonkers speeches. Okay. Cocaine-y speeches. Oh, boy. Which you got to love. Yeah. I mean, obviously his movies are... Produced and written and directed with cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, do you think we'll get any Renee Zellweger stream of consciousness speeches? I mean, Olivia Coleman does stream of conscious speeches, but they're so endearing. And they're kind of drunk. They're like, oh, you've just had a few too many. And, and well, her last one that she did was like so overwhelmed. Yeah. And it was so cute. She's adorable. And I would, I, I kind of hope that she wins just so we can get a speech out of her because I just think she's such a lovely person. I do too. I don't think she's going to. Probably not. That's a stacked category. Stacked category. She's great in uh, The Father, but it's a stacked category. I really hope it's Maria Baklova, but we'll see. That would be amazing. And that would mean that they have to read, Daniel Day-Lewis yep. would have to read the full title. <laughs> In announcing the nominees and then the winner. Yeah. So we get extra <laughs> recitation of the Borat. full title. Yeah. 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 Now I'm, yeah, that's what I want now yeah. too. Um, okay. We have some presenters. They've given us a list of presenters. Okay. Angela Bassett, Halle Berry, Bong Joon Ho, Don Cheadle, Brian Cranston, Laura Dern, Harrison Ford, Regina King, Marley, Matlin, Rita Moreno, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Joaquin's going to be there. <gasps> he will be there. Brad Pitt, Reese Witherspoon, Renee Zellweger, and Zendaya. They're going to make some of these people pair up to give awards. Why is Brian Cranston doing something? Was he in anything he was last available, year? I guess. Like, are these people who were in things only, last year? Only a f- few of these. Like, Brad Pitt won last year. Joaquin Phoenix yeah. won last year. Renee Zellweger won yeah. yes, last year. Huh. Who else? Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, right. Laura Dern. Yeah, Laura Dern. For Marriage won, Story. For Marriage Story. I don't remember Brian Cranston doing anything. I think he was just around. Okay. Because like a and lot people of these were people like, were, we're just not going to be mad to see Brian Cranston. So, sure. Brian Cranston and Zendaya. That would okay. be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Good matchup. 
Um, Joaquin and Bong Joon Ho. Joaquin and Bong Joon. <laughs> Joaquin and Bong Joon Ho. Make that a show. Make that the three hours. <laughs> Anything, anyone with Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford just seems really grumpy. Okay. Like ten- Reese Witherspoon and Harrison Ford. De- she would have like such a like please like me energy, and right. he would refuse to give it to her. I don't know. So Harrison Ford, like 10 years ago, I saw him in an interview after the Oscars and he couldn't hear the person asking him questions and was like rambling. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what happened to Harrison Ford? And that was 10 years ago. He's old. He's so old now. Poor Harrison Ford. Poor Harrison Ford. Um, You know, Renee Zellweger put her with. With <laughs> Brad Pitt, sure, that's chaotic energy. Yeah, I'm here for it. Oh, Renee Zellweger, what an odd speech that was last year. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. Hoping for more of that. Yeah. Um. What? What? Do you, what kind of mess are we gonna get out of this thing? I, you know, honestly, when they. When they announced that they were still going to do the Oscars, I thought this was going to be the most boring Oscars of my lifetime. Yeah. The movies turned out to be great. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be super good. I think it's going to be a train wreck like it always is, and I think we're going to love it. Yeah, I hope it's the right kind of train wreck. I hope it's announcing La La Land instead of Moonlight train wreck. (laughs) Which is the greatest thing that's happened in the oh history gosh. of pop culture. Have you watched that clip recently? I pulled it up like a few weeks ago just to remind myself how uncomfortable it was. Do you remember Twitter that night? Oh, it was on fire. Just absolute <laughs> delicious. What's his face? Ryan Gosling laughing on stage. Everything about it was just yeah. pump it into my veins. Uh huh. That's the kind of mess I love. And that it happened to poor Warren Beatty. And it wasn't his fault, but it looked like an old person thing. I know. It was not his fault. I know. What would you have done if that, if you were in that situation? If I was Warren Beatty? Mm -hmm. Wait, remind me what the issue was. So he, Warren Beatty pulls out, opens the note and it says Emma Stone La La Land on it. Emma Stone? It said, because they accidentally gave him the card for best actress. So, so they, they're like, and the best, and the, the best picture is, and they open up the card and it says Emma Stone La La Land. And he looks at it and he looks confused and then he turns Turns it to the woman uh, who he was presenting with, and I don't remember who it was, another an elderly woman. And he says, he like shows her and she's like, oh, you're impossible because she thinks that he's teasing her. She's like, you're supposed yeah. to be reading this. Yeah. But he's like showing her like, oh, this feels wrong. Like he's just kind of like, Some, this is weird. Yeah. Why does it say Emma Stone on it? It should just say La La Land. And so he like recognized like something is weird about this. And so she, he shows her and she thinks he's teasing and and is like saying like you should say it. and she's like you're supposed to say it like you're yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz he and, was like that notorious flirt for years and yeah, years. Yeah, and, and years. he keeps like showing her and so finally she's like oh he wants me to say it. So she's like it's la la land. And then you know the whole thing happens and then And then we see people running behind Yeah, and they're, they're the la la land they're up producers. There, right, and they're doing their thank you speech and then the, all the people are running behind the stage like something's wrong something's wrong and then finally somebody's like the whispering is going on and they're like no we gave you the wrong card (laughs) and so like warren Beatty kind of got dragged for a couple of days where people were like oh don't give a 90 year old this job but it's like 
That was not Warren Beatty's fault. I, as a 36-year-old man, I don't know that I would have handled that differently. Yeah. I don't think I would have opened that and been like, hey, guys, there's a problem. I'd just be like, it, like you just freeze in that moment. And like, why? but why is the actress's name on this? Like, is that still okay? Like, well, and like those lights are on you. And, this and you is know millions of, of people are watching. And this is kind of the, the picture that's listed on the card was one of the ones that was predicted yeah. to win. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, like, I guess maybe they would have just put the lead person on it. But why? Like, it's so it was so confusing and so great and amazing that it so happened. So great. How many people got fired over that? I hope no one, because that <laughs> is what I show up for. Yeah. You know, <laughs> whoever made that happen in it charge. Sucks, it sucks for Moonlight that that happened. Like, they didn't except get their big moment. I will always remember that Moonlight won Best you Picture. You say that, except I always think La La oh, Land really? won. And then I have to remind myself, like, oh, no, wait, something else said, oh, it was Moonlight. Is, like, is La La Land good? If we went back and watched it, would we I, think it was good? I thought when I watched it for the last hour, I was like, it's hot in here. How do I get out of this movie theater? <laughs> and here's my hot take on La La Land. If you guys love it, I 100% get it. And I like support you in your love for La La Land. I love Emma Stone with every fiber of my being. I did not need Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling to be in a musical. They are not good singers. Yeah. If you are going to make a musical into a movie, then you need to cast singers. Because I do not need to go sit for two and a half hours in a theater and watch people who can't sing very well. Like, I want powerful singers in that role. So I was very annoyed with that movie for that reason. They should have done what they did with uh, Julie Andrews in My Fair Lady. Well, I don't know My Fair Lady either. Oh, it's it's problematic. Yeah. It's um, but hot, But not hot take. Moonlight is an excellent film. I have still not seen it. Oh, you should watch it. I know. It's, I know. I finally watched it on a plane like two years ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, I totally get why this won. Like, it's a great movie. Um, it's it's like pretty short, actually. Mm, I it's, love that. Yeah. It's a good it's a good like 90 minutes. Love that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back next week to talk about what actually happened. This episode was a little everywhere. (laughs) It was all over the place. That's my energy right now, and I'm not going to apologize, okay? Yeah. yeah. You get what you get. You don't throw a fit. Yeah. Um, We'll be back to talk about what actually happened. Hopefully, we're like, can you believe that Mm -hmm. Brian Cranston pantsed Harrison Ford? (laughs) I want that to happen. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. Uh, and Nick will join us. We'll be back. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Give us a good rating and review. Maybe not on this specific episode, but on the episodes that you like. Keep those in mind when you leave your rating and review. Remember to subscribe to our newsletter, HiveMind.substack.com. And we'll be back next week. Bye.